Welcome to the Staying Ageless Podcast, a show that will equip you with the major keys to achieve extraordinary longevity. This is your girl, Associate, also known as Royal Girl. I'm a certified nutrition specialist and behavioral coach. And today on the show, we'll be talking about the amazing benefits of geranol geranial. To get this longevity party started, I'm going to give you a brief rundown of some general dietary and lifestyle tips to slow the aging process. And later today, we'll be chatting with our expert and previous guest on the show, the amazing Dr. Barry Tan. I am so grateful to have each and every one of you tuning into the show from all over the world. Shout out to listeners in the USA, the UK, Ireland, Spain, South Africa, France, Germany, and much more. If today's show inspires you, I'm inviting you to go ahead and subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It means the world to me to get feedback, so any reviews are much appreciated. Hey y'all. Hey, happy new year. I hope that in 2023, you are setting major intentions to get your health all the way together. I hope that all your healthy dreams come true. At Raw Girl Coaching, we have some exciting developments in store for you guys this year, including the Staying Ageless Signature Program, which will be back in a whole new way next month. If you want to get a head start, go to stayingageless.net and sign up to join our 2023 first cohort or sign up for a call via my website, therawgirl.com. Today, I want to talk to you about what to do if you feel like you're in a bit of a health crisis. I have so many clients who feel like they're doing all the right things. Maybe they feel like they're eating a generally healthy diet, but all of a sudden, maybe their energy levels are going down, you can't sleep, maybe your emotions are shifting, or maybe something environmental is wearing you down, like too much stress at work or a challenging relationship. And you may start to just feel old, child, or just not yourself. You just don't feel right. The first thing I want you to do is refrain from panicking, okay? The one constant in life is change. And the process of staying healthy, staying ageless, and building resilience is ongoing. There are no days off. Here are seven things that you can try to get back to yourself if you feel a major health shift. First, the first thing I want you to do is get some lab work or some assessments done with some health professionals that you trust. You need to try to get to the root cause of the shift you're feeling. And the sooner you do, the quicker you can address it. You can also just start to listen very deeply to your body to assess yourself as well. Start to notice, do I feel something a certain kind of way after I eat certain things? You know, am I, what are my symptoms? What's going on with me that I notice that is different? That can give you a lot of information even before you get to a health professional who can help you go a little deeper. The second thing you want to do is based on what you learn or what you figured out, let's say you figured out what your root cause is. Um, or you figured out what your symptoms are, you want to reassess your diet. If you've been doing the same thing for a long time, it might be time to change. Are you still eating the way you were 20 years ago? Maybe your life cycle phase and body are crying out for something different. Based on what you learn in your assessment, you can get some support deciding what shifts you can make dietarily for yourself. Then you want to give yourself extra support for stress. If that means exercising more or less, do it. Maybe you need to consider adding in meditation, changing your work schedule, or leaving a toxic job altogether. Do whatever it is you have to do to survive, child, but definitely make sure that you make sure that your stress levels are low, okay? 
The fourth thing you want to do is immediately stop excessive drinking, stop smoking, or any negative habits you know will worsen your health status. Get support if it's really hard for you, but consider it um, a necessary thing in that moment. It's kind of like an emergency thing to please stop any sort of toxins going into the system um, immediately. Then you want to double down on habits that you know are essential to keep it together. In the Sing Ages program, we call these minimum viable rituals. These are the rituals that if you do them, they spill over into everything else. For instance, some people, if they focus on getting a good night's sleep, it affects their ability to exercise, their food choices, their mood is better. I mean, that's really for most people. But um, you know, some people, if their sleep is off, all of that will be off. So figure out what it is for you that can spill over into everything else and get very serious about that habit or habits. Track it if you need to. Um, and, um, and continue to make sure that you're making progress to, to keep it ongoing at the level you want it to be. The sixth thing you can do is rest with intention. Sometimes you got to change your environment, take naps, or even take a vacate, child. It's always amazing when clients go on vacations and come back noticing that most of their negative health symptoms have actually dissipated. This isn't possible for every single person, but the main theme of this tip is that you need to get intentional rest. Sometimes when we get intentional rest outside of our regular environment, our health can greatly benefit. And last but never least, find some friends, child. Find a health professional or family members that can be your accountability once you have a plan. So once you've done your assessment, you, you figured out what you need to do and you have a plan, get some people that can hold you accountable. And after you stick to the plan, I want you to go all the way back to step one and make sure that whatever your root cause issue was is resolved and that you can measure your progress. You'll also be able to gauge how you feel afterwards. All right, all right. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we'll chat with our amazing guests. So stay tuned. Are you a woman struggling with horrible periods, fibroids, endometriosis, PCOS, infertility, or unsavory menopausal symptoms? I'm Asosa E, also known as The Raw Girl of therawgirl.com. I'm a certified nutrition specialist and behavioral coach. And in my Hormone Balancing Academy, me and my team can help you approach any hormonal challenge you are facing from a holistic perspective. Don't take my word only for it. Here's a snippet from a recent client whose fibroid shrunk after following my recommendations. Um, come to find out my fibroid shrunk to a 1.5. Yes, Jesus. <laughs> I was so happy and grateful to God and Asosa and, you know, just her program really. Outside of my fibroid shrinking, I am off of chicken, so I don't do meat. Yes, Jesus. <laughs> and I don't do dairy. Don't, you know, we don't do that anymore. And my weight is steadily at a 101 pounds as of today. So my weight did go up. Um, so I'm really happy with, you know, with my results. I'm really grateful to, you know, to God and to to ASOSA and her, her Raw Girl program. And I highly, highly, highly recommend you sign up for Raw Girl. You won't regret it. Just in case you missed it, head on back to season six and hear more of the amazing glow-up stories from women who have overcome infertility, 
normalize incessant periods, and much more. If you or someone you know are interested in reaching your hormonal health goals with support this year, visit therawgirl.com to sign up for a free 20-minute call and a member of our team will talk to you. Until then, stay healthy and happy. Dr. Barry Tan is hailed as a trailblazer and the world's foremost expert on vitamin E. A scientist first and foremost, Dr. Tan earned his PhD in chemistry and biochemistry from the University of Otago, New Zealand, and spent several years as a professor at UMass. His research expertise includes lipid-soluble nutrients, carotenoids, E-vitamers, CoQ10, and omega-3s that impact chronic conditions. He was the first to introduce tocotrienol benefits to the nutrition industry and developed the first ever tocopherol-free tocotrienol product derived from annatto. Dr. Tan continues to collaborate with numerous universities worldwide to further tocotrienol research. Beyond tocotrienol, Dr. Tan's research now spans into geranol geranial, a critical endogenous nutrient for healthy aging. Dr. Tan has held roles of Chief Scientific Officer and Scientific Board Member for multinational organizations. His career includes periods working in association with the U.S. Armed Forces and a Prince of Thailand, as well as being an internationally celebrated and sought-after speaker, having presented at multiple respected conferences in the field. Renowned for his engaging warmth and gracious humor, Dr. Tan has also been featured in an array of popular media including the Ben Greenfield and JJ Virgin podcasts. Dr. Tan is currently the president of American River Nutrition, a natural health R&D company he started with his wife, Elizabeth, in 1998. Described as a scientific pioneer, his mission is simple, to improve the everyday health of people's lives. Thank you so much, Dr. Barry Tan, for coming back again. I'm really excited to have you on Staying Ageless once again. Yes, thank thank you, Isosa, for having me back. I hope that this will be a wonderful time and also to deliver information that your uh, faithful audience that followed you uh, can gain from it. Thank you. I want to talk about GG, geranial geranol, and how you discovered it in the first place and what is it? Because I don't think anyone knows what it is. <laughs> Uh, yes, we we are the first uh, that extract this from a plant, but, but that's as an aside, then you just have it. And before this, the compound is called geranial geranol, but it's a mouthful of a word. We just say GG. <clears throat> the first thing to know is GG is a compound our body makes. That itself is a big statement. Our body makes GG. Without GG, then it cannot make a host of different things. And then we cannot sustain life as is. GG is also something the plant makes. And the plant makes GG also for its own survival. So actually, I have a little spiritual understanding. So GG is the last common step between mammal, like human being, to plant that it, that does not have a heart. Plant 
must be green, chlorophyll for them to survive, and mammal must have blood red to survive. And GG is the common last step between plant and mammal. So when I first discovered this, it was a spiritual moment for me. So now mm. on the human side, because all of us listening are mammal and we're human, what does our body use GG for? And what is it used for? Once we know that, and then the rest is history, you know, because, oh, if the body makes that. So they are at least three things I know the body use GG for. It is very exciting moment for me, ladies and gentlemen, because I'm in 69 years old and later in my life, I discovered this. So it's a very passionate thing. I would expect that half my age and I will be very passionate with this and that. My wife and I was looking to retire and then, you know, God from above decided that I should stumble on this. So I'm now arrested my energy to figure out how to do study and work on this GG for the betterment of human health. Mm. I know that GG in human is used to make at least three things. Probably in time, there will be more, but I know of three. One, your audience probably know about a nutritional supplement called coenzyme Q10 or CoQ10, yeah. like that. And we typically know CoQ10 as good for our heart, good for making energy is a dynamo dynamo in the cell to make energy that's correct because we're in audio so i cannot show you a picture just think of a coq10 like the shape of a sperm just think of it like that it has a head and the head is an antioxidant and then the tail wiggle and go to the ovary like that and let's say the tail is about 12 inches or 25 centimeters, something like this. And, and GG is about three centimeters, like that. Mm -hmm. So GG is required in the body for the making and the synthesis of CoQ10. Mm. So it just elongates the tail. Eventually, it makes CoQ10. CoQ10 is also another compound our body makes. The scientific word for something our body makes is called endogenous. Endo means from within. Genus means genesis. It makes from within. So yeah. endogenous means a compound our body makes. So our body makes CoQ10. And as we grow older, we don't make enough CoQ10. So we have low energy. And then and then and you know, people say that CoQ10, which scientific name is ubiquinone. Is because from the word ubiquitous, which means it's present everywhere like that. So now I'm wanting to tell the audience, CoQ10 is ubiquitous because GG is ubiquitous. Because mm -hmm. we need GG to make CoQ10. So that's one. Second one. We take green leafy vegetable to get vitamin K so that the vitamin K will go in our body. And if we have any... Uh, see a, a, a tear inside the body, the vitamin K would help to clot and seal the tear. That's what vitamin K is known for. And the two gentlemen who discovered vitamin K got the Nobel Prize in the 1940s. That's it. This mm -hmm. is known for a long, long time. More recently, in the last 10, 15 years, a special thing happened. When we take this vitamin K, 
only a fixed amount would go in to seal the tail like I mentioned. That kind of vitamin K is called vitamin K1. But most of the vitamin K, the tail is cut off. They also look like sperm. The mm. tail is cut off and the tail is flushed away. And then the ring that the bo human body cannot make is made from the plant, goes in the body. And this it really is like that. It's also. Then the ring looks for a GG tail that the mm -hmm. body makes. And then it stitched the tail to the ring. So now you have a compound called vitamin K2. And this vitamin K2 is called manoquinone 4. So sometimes it's acronized to MK4. And the audience can go online. You can Google MK4. You can read all about it. I'll give you the shorthand. MK4 is needed in our body. I'll say the simplest way first is sweep the calcium that you take and sweep it to the bone. Mm. That's an easy way to say. So if you don't sweep the calcium to the bone, what does that mean? Well, if we take a lot of calcium and we are postmenopausal women and then we don't want to have a back, bad bone and have mm -hmm. osteoporosis, we take drugs that help us to have strong bone. MK4 help to shuttle the calcium to the bone. Mm -hmm. So you will not have osteoporosis easily. As well, the second one is a very powerful nuance. When we take calcium, it is not automatically the calcium will go to the bone. Mm -hmm. So the calcium does not go to the bone is also. That means that the calcium is landing in the artery. That's bad news. If right. the calcium is in the artery, then we have calcification of the artery. Oh my goodness. Then there's arteriosclerosis of the artery. That's bad, bad news. Then we right. have clogging of the artery. Or uh, I'm sure now the audience attention is probably arrested. What about <laughs> calcium in the kidney? Then your kidney stone. Right. What about calcium in the gallbladder? Then your gallstone. See? You, you know the rest of it. So when you take calcium, you want the calcium to go to the bone, but you do not want to go to calcium in the soft tissue. Now, in a big picture, approximately 5%, we do need calcium in soft tissue. I don't want to overstate it, but by how much? About 5% or so of a calcium is supposed to be in soft tissue, 5%. But 95% of the calcium is supposed to be in the bone. So therefore, it doesn't take a lot to be out of kilter. Say, if you have 10% of the calcium sticking around in your body and not go to the bone, well, guess what? That means that twice the amount of calcium is not going to the bone, littering in the artery, in the gallbladder, and in the kidney, not a good thing. And hence, as we grow older, you hear things like gallstone, kidney stone, and calcification of the artery like that. So, and then all this would be solved if we have MK4 that I mentioned mm -hmm. that will shuttle the calcium. It's kind of like a chaperone. It shuttles the calcium to the bone. And how is MK4 made? MK4 made partly by the vitamin K you get from green leafy vegetable, the, the head, not the tail. The head goes in 
and it looks for GG molecule. When they stitch together, there's MK4. Then, then now the audience said, so now if that is, so why does that particularly important to the older folks? When I say older folks, I mean people who are approximately, I don't know how to say precisely, so, sir, somewhere yeah. between 30 to 40 years old, they begin to make less and less GG. So when, and so when they begin to make less and less GG, then the body will begin to make lesser CoQ10 and lesser MK4. So now you got it. So let me tell the last one, and then I know you have follow-up question. And the last one is very dear to me. All of us, we may not be old and live very successful life, but we have older parents. You just mm-hmm. look at your mom and dad, mm-hmm. and you will look at look at their body frame. You'll know it. What am I referring to? I'm referring to the loss of muscle mass, the loss of muscle tone. Yeah. And the scientific word is sarcopenia. Sarcopenia means just sarco is muscle in Latin, I think. Penia is loss of. So it this, the making of skeletal muscle protein, which means making of muscle in a body, requires mm-hmm. GG. Without GG, a body cannot make skeletal muscle efficiently. That's hmm. it. So as we grow older and, and we take a lot of amino acid, a lot of those, yes, those are part of the fuel, but the actual physical manufacturing of skeletal muscle protein require a very unassuming chem- chemical our body makes GG. And without it, our body cannot make skeletal muscle properly. So I have delivered to your audience, Isosa, that GG <laughs> is an anti-aging molecule, unassuming, and is required to make these three things. Probably as I study more, there'll be other things GG is required to make, but at least these three is good enough. So thank yeah. you for allowing me to clarify this. Yeah, no, that that is amazing. I guess my first question is, if Gigi is endogenous, what stimulates, I understand that over time, that was one of my questions, over time, do we make less of it? And you said that that is the case. But what is it that actually stimulates the body to make Gigi in the first place? Okay, excellent question, Isosa. Not many podcasters ask me this question, and, and I don't want to immediately say, why don't you take a supplemental GG? A good question. And as you know, you have heard probably on YouTube, many older people, and I have seen even a grandma, she's in her 80 years old, but she go weightlifting and she mm-hmm. go exercising. So basically exercising and uh, 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 particularly resistive exercising, it stimulates the synthesis uh, of GG in our body. It, so it, it as it makes more GG in our body and therefore is able to make uh, uh, more muscle. And very interesting, when people do exercises like that, it also stimulates them uh, to make more CoQ10. Isn't that wow. interesting? Because when yeah. they make this, the body would make this, you know. Now, I, I don't want to quickly say that, every, you know, as we grow older, some of us have a, a certain infirmity. We may not be able to exercise as much as we could and, and like that. But still, 
any sort of physical exercise will stimulate your dark uh, your, your uh, uh, dark muscle which means your thigh your hips you know like that and they will continue uh, uh, to make coq10 and with it also muscle so that would be one uh, piece if it is dietary uh, uh, i'm guarded a little bit on this uh, uh, continue to take dark green leafy vegetable notice i keep saying dark green mm-hmm. the, the darker the green vegetable is the higher the content uh, of uh, uh, vitamin k mm-hmm. like that and mm-hmm. then uh, uh, if meat then uh, uh, either dark meat uh, or fermented food fermented food I don't know in Africa what are the common fermented food, and it's just my ignorance. in In the U.S., for example, fermented food would be yogurt, kefir, mm-hmm. cheese, uh, like that. Uh, yeah. uh, meat would be like aged meat. I, I, I'm kind of guarded with that a little bit because as we get older, we're not supposed to eat too much. Uh, uh, aged meat and like that, but they tend to have more because the fermentation of the bacteria make this kind of MK4. And then Mm -hmm. lastly, uh, I came from Asia. I assume people in Africa also do this. If you eat organ meat, you will Mm -hmm. tend to have more MK4 and, Mm. and, and GG. And this GG will help to strengthen muscle mass uh, and make CoQ10. So some hmm. these are some examples, dietary and then as well as exercise. Amazing, amazing. So if GG helps with the production of CoQ10, have they done any studies also like on, on its effects on brain health? Uh, that The brain health thing is not directly connecting to CoQ10. Although if it is, it is not surprising to me. The okay. brain health thing is still at its infancy. It's okay. also, and we have now done a, a, a first a University of Texas professor about ten years ago. Uh, uh, yeah, ten years ago or so. He found that in a young, it's interesting. He he studied young rats. Mm-hmm. When he studied young rat, he noticed that uh, the GG in the brain help the young rat to learn better and have improved memory. Mm-hmm. I was very curious about that. And then more recently today, I also have a colleague in University of Texas as well, not the same professor as the first one that did 10 years ago. So she had this uh, Morris swimming maze. You get M-O-R-R-I-S, swimming, M-A-Z-E, maze. It's a psychology experimental thing. Just think of a swimming pool for animal that's about one meter diameter. You, you blow, you move the current of water in one direction and the animal will swim in the other direction. And then the animal do not want to swim to exhaustion. So they mm-hmm. put a flexi glass, which is the same color as water, like one centimeter below, below the, the, the water. So the animal cannot see it. So they train the animal and put above the water different color green color, red color, whatever. And then after a week or so of training, say green color is where the flexi glass is, they will recognize the color 
and they will swim towards the color and get off uh, the water by landing on the plexiglass. So that's a kind, that's a Morris swimming maze. So when they did that kind of experiment, they gave dietary amount, uh, one experiment placebo, which means nothing. And then they take uh, uh, three weeks, let's say, three to four weeks to figure out the path based on the color. And then on the toco trieno thing, they figure it out in about two weeks. And then on the GG thing, not by a lot more, 2.2 weeks, they figure it out. So they surmise from that experiment, uh, given dietarily GG and separately a group toco trieno, it mm-hmm. helped the rat to figure out. And that study was using older rats as opposed to the first study with younger one. So that would be the closest one. We have not graduated that to do clinical study yet. You know, I know, I think that indication from animal is good enough, but as to clinical study, we have to choose our battle because there are hundreds and hundreds of study. And then I have limited resources, but I put I do where I can. I'll tell you where I am doing. I think the audience may be interested in this. We have one study now. As the audience know, many people have high cholesterol. Yeah. And when you have high cholesterol, your doctor prescribed a drug called statin drug. And the yeah. statin drug will lower the cholesterol. Well, in the human body, I am sure if you take statin drug, you, your ears is going to pop up. When people take statin drug, the pathway that inhibit cholesterol synthesis, which is desired, is the same pathway that make GG. So therefore, when you inhibit cholesterol synthesis, guess what? You inadvertently inhibit GG synthesis. Wow. This is not good news. because And then as we grow older, our cholesterol tend to go up you inhibit cholesterol, a good thing. But then it inhibit GG synthesis, whether you like it or not. Then I said, oh my goodness. And because of that, and the audience will know it, when you go back to see your cardiologist, they usually fish for answer from you. He said, well, Mr. Jones or Mrs. Jones, do you have any back pain or something or muscle pain? So they are looking to see when you take statin, if you have myopathy. Myopathy mm-hmm. means something wrong with the muscle. Mm-hmm. And why do you have muscle problem? It's because the statin inhibit GG and the GG is not able to make protein. And therefore you have muscle problem. But that kind of muscle problem, it directly caused by a drug, not by aging, like I said before. So yes. now we are conducting a study in Texas where people who have hypercholesterolemia, high cholesterol, on statin with confirmed myopathy and running and walking and running on a medical treadmill under the care of a cardiologist. In one group with stat, uh, with uh, uh, GG and with another group without GG. So we are comparing that group. We should know the result by the end of next year. It's a very expensive study, time-consuming. We wanted to know if statin, if people on statin and taking GG would uh, uh, stop them from having muscle symptoms. So mm. that would be 
that will be such a blessing to me to know that because so many people take statin drugs. Yeah, you just explained why statin drugs deplete CoQ10. Now I understand. <laughs> and then that, that is, oh, I thought, oh, it's good. That, so, so you picked that up. Sorry, I meant to say that too. Oh, and, and also when people take statin drug, their mm. CoQ10 drop. And yeah. the CoQ10 drop is because they stymie the production of GG. So yeah. there's not enough GG to make CoQ10. So yeah. actually, actually, thank you, Isosa, for bringing that up. So therefore, if a person is taking statin drug, if you go to see your alternative doctor, ask the doctor to do a checkup, even if you don't have muscle problem. Yes. Ask the doctor to check how is the level of your CoQ10. If your CoQ10 level drop low, that means that you may you may have suboptimal CoQ10. You may not get to the place to get myopathy, but your CoQ10 is dropped. So it is a strong indication to you that your GG is being dropped by statin taking. Thank you for bringing up. I, I forgot about Oh no, no problem. My my I only have two more questions. I think the other question I have is because I deal with so many women who have hormonal issues, how is GG how does GG affect hormonal health? Okay. I I the the clearest one that I know of now, there's a medical doctor who uh, uh, is treating uh, 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 women with heart flashes in uh, mm. when they're going through menopause and it mm. is definitely not a good thing and it's just terrible they sweat like mad and it's uncontrollable like that and so so he put them uh, on gg and he noticed that uh, uh, on more than half of them i'm not saying all of them so that would be not correct more than half of them uh, 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 the hot flashes uh, disappear. So right now wow. we are trying to do a clinical study to see what might be the reason. I, for the moment, I can guess. I don't know for a fact. I can guess that during menopause, uh, her progesterone and estrogen drop yeah. precipitously and GG helped to modulate and improve uh, uh, the progesterone and estrogen in the body. Eventually, GG cannot completely correct it, but it's just during this precipitous drop during postmenopausal uh, 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 post women's time, and it helped to navigate that so that it won't drop so dramatically and all this manifestation that we mentioned about. So that's one... Uh, 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 experience of Gigi. The other one, surprisingly, came from Japanese scientist study. Mm. As all of us know, uh, 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 all of us are getting older and live longer life, but people who live longer life, the first to be noticed is Japan. Japan has already people live older life some 30 years ago. So they are concerned today, how do you help the elderly to have thrive? When they say thrive, it means that the elderly cannot walk properly. So if they sit down all day long, well, then it's not good, you know. But if they can walk and have thrive to do things like that, they could. So they give them GG 
in animal, first they did in animal, and they found out that their testosterone and progesterone increase. So with their testosterone and progesterone increase, and they improve their thrive. So their mm. theory is the increase of the testosterone help them to maintain the muscle mass and help them to have the thrive in life. So that mm. was the finding. So so we are trying to ask more questions. It's another uh, a hormonal type situation like that. That makes sense. So if we were going to supplement it based on research, how would you even know how to supplement this? I would say, um, uh, I would say, hundred fifty milligram in the studies that we are now we're, we're doing two study. We're mm-hmm. doing a testosterone study in men and women, and then mm-hmm. the other study I mentioned earlier with myopathy. We have two groups. One group take hundred fifty milligram one five zero, and the other group take three hundred milligram. So we wanted to see if there is a a difference in the two doses. So now the question is, how did I come up with the 150 and 300 milligram? We came up with that from animal study. So when you do animal okay. study, you're based on the metabolism on the animal, the weight of the animal like that. And then there's a metabolic calculation. You transfer. So when we did that, the typical metabolic calculation is somewhere between 100 on the low side to 300 on the high side. So there's one measurement. Then the other measurement is before we sell this kind of product, we have to do safety and talk study to satisfy the FDA requirement. In our mm-hmm. safety and talk study, we uh, judge that in the animal, they are safe up to 400 to, if you translate that to human study, you'll be safe uh, from 400 to 450 milligrams. So because okay. of that, uh, uh, and the activity is between one to 300 milligram. So we rounded it off. We make soft gel that is 150. So it, so in one group, they take 150. And in the other group, they take two tiny soft gel, uh, which give them 300 milligrams. So that's where our study. So uh, if you interview me, say, at the end of next year, I'll mm-hmm. probably have of these two study done uh, okay. and then I can have my office send to you the data but yes, until please. then until un- yeah, until then if you or your audience wishes to you can come to my website we're just doing this as a label of love the company's mm-hmm. name is American River Nutrition so if you type American River Nutrition it will take you there or you type my name my first name is Barry B-A-R-R-I-E my last name is Tan, T-A-N, very easy. I have a, I'm Chinese, you know, so I'm bald-headed, so you won't have find another Barry Tan. So <laughs> you, you go to the website, you can download my white paper. So I have a white paper, which means that we write the position paper based on all the published work like that okay. uh, on Toko Traino and on Gigi. And we even have one, we add CoQ10 and Gigi. We call duoquinol. So the trade name is uh, GG Go, and the toco trienol is Delta Go, like Delta Airline, and the and the CoQ10 and GG is duoquinol, D-U-O-quinol, because we put GG and CoQ10 together. That's it. We don't have anything 
uh, else to sell. And we make them in bulk. So we don't make finished product. Mm -hmm. So if you go to the website, how to buy product, we list all the company uh, that that use our product and make finished product. We only do the signs, produce the data and tell people why the products are important. That makes sense. This has been amazing. I learned a lot today and it actually explained a lot of things to me. I really appreciate you, Dr. Tan. You're 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 a wealth of inspiration and you have such an amazing um, journey and, and adventures in science. So I hope to see you or talk to you again on the podcast. Yeah. Well, thank you, Isosa, for having me. I hope that this is a blessing to all your faithful listener that follow you. So if you have questions, you can either ask a Sosa or in my website, you can send us an email to the extent that I can. I'll try to answer them as they come to me. Then we'll provide answer as we know them. Thank you so much and have a wonderful week ahead of you. Thank you. Are you interested in living your best, healthiest life? I'm Asosa E, also known as The Raw Girl of therawgirl.com, and I'm a certified nutrition specialist and behavioral coach who specializes in helping you discover what exercise and diet is best for your body and get to the root cause and rebalance if you have a serious chronic condition. Clients who've worked with me have reversed diabetes, hypertension, balanced hormonally, gotten rid of acne for good, and lost hundreds of pounds. If you are interested in reaching your health goals with some support this year, visit therawgirl.com to sign up for a 20-minute call with yours truly. Until then, stay healthy and happy. All right, all right. It's time to take a question from Instagram or email. Remember, if you would like to have your question answered on the show, all you got to do is send me a DM. Slide up in my DMs on Instagram at therawgirl or contact me via my website, therawgirl.com. Today's question is from Tessie via Instagram, who says, is there anything such as good fats? Tessie, I'm going to give you a little breakdown. It might be a little bit long, but hopefully it will give you all the information that you need. So fats are one of three major macronutrients, um, along with protein and carbohydrates. They're essential for growth, development, metabolism, It's a powerful source of energy, supports the proper functioning of your nerves, your brain, helps maintain the integrity of your skin and other uh, other tissues in your body. It's a really essential part of the actual cell membranes around your cells. Um, It's necessary for absorption of fat-soluble vitamins, and it's also necessary for forming steroid hormones. There are four types of fats, okay? Trans fat, saturated fat, monounsaturated, and polyunsaturated. An adequate amount of fat is needed for tissue growth, hormone production, and of course, it's another source of potential energy. Saturated fats, especially from animal sources, are usually solid at room temperature, while fats that are from plants tend to be liquid oils, with the exception of coconut oil and palm oil. Plant-based saturated fats contain high levels of monounsaturated or polyunsaturated fatty acids. The basic four types of fat include saturated fats from animal fat and tropical oils, monounsaturated fats such as olive oil, polyunsaturated fats such as omega-3s and omega-6 fats, and trans fats such as margarine. Trans fatty acids are made by partial hydrogenation of unsaturated fatty acids, usually vegetable oils. 
which are used for a lot of the processed foods like cookies, crackers, chips, all the stuff you see at your local grocery store. High consumption of trans fats will increase your risk for coronary artery disease and can also elevate your quote-unquote bad cholesterol while lowering quote-unquote good cholesterol. The essential fatty acids include omega-6 and omega-3. A few good sources of healthy fats include olives, olive oil, coconuts, coconut oil, ghee, nuts, organic pastured, egg yolks, avocados, grass-fed meats, palm oil, unheated organic nut oils. Consuming adequate amounts of omega-3 fatty acids can help decrease your risk for coronary artery disease. Some good plant sources of omega-3 fatty acids include things like avocados, chia seeds, flax seeds, hemp seeds, and walnuts. I hope this gives you kind of an overview of some sources, but then just a general idea of like the whole idea of fats. (laughs) All right, thank you. Okay, everybody, it is time to wrap up the show for today. I hope that you have an incredible new year, and I hope that you learned something new today about how to support healthy aging. It is always a great idea to educate yourself about nutrients and compounds the body can use to support healthy aging, but never forget it's your overall lifestyle and commitment to your health daily that will allow you to go to the distance. Today, I will leave you with a quote from Dennis Waitley. Time and health are two precious assets that we don't recognize and appreciate until they've been depleted. I hope that this week, especially this week, you appreciate the time you have and make use of it to maintain your health. Well, that's all for today, sis. If you're looking for more health tips or have a question for the show, find me on Instagram at therawgirl. You can also find me and contact me through my website, therawgirl.com. To sign up for our signature programs, Staying Ageless 30 Plus, visit stayingageless.net or the Hormone Balancing Academy, visit hormonebalancingacademy.com. For more on this show or to listen to past episodes, visit stayingagelessshow.com.